Today, we jump feet first into a boiling debate over whether female church leaders should be called pastors. The question comes to us from a listener named Nick. Hello, Pastor John. My church is changing its view on the use of the word pastor to include women, saying Ephesians 4.11 is the only place in the Bible where the Greek word for pastor is ever used, and there it doesn't have any specific qualifications. Women could fill this role and still be under male headship and a male elder board, almost more like a deacon or deaconess who leads specific ministries in the church, like a pastor over worship or a pastor over women's ministry. But would this change in title be in line with other parts of Scripture? Pastor John, what do you have to say to Nick? Well, let's clarify first that this is a kind of intra-complementarian debate, that is, a debate among complementarians, a debate among those who agree that the New Testament calls for spiritual, mature, gifted, qualified men to bear the official responsibility in the local church for governing and teaching leadership. Complementarianism means more than that, more than just those qualifications Mm -hmm. for church leadership, uh, for example, in the home and in society. But that's the relevant part for this debate. It's a debate among those who agree on that point. And the question is whether it's biblical or wise or misleading to use the word pastor for various roles that women can play, various appropriate roles that women play. That's the issue that I'm addressing and that I've been reading about recently. My answer to the question is that it is misleading and unwise to use the English word pastor for women in ministry, and that the attempt to say that it is more biblical to use it is built on a misunderstanding of how language works, as well as the supposed use of the word pastor in the New Testament. And I'll give four reasons uh, for why I think it's misleading and unwise and ill-founded. So here's number one. The English word pastor in the English-speaking world today is taken to mean by almost everyone, everyone who knows the word, to refer to a person with official leadership in the local church that ordinarily involves preaching and governing and would be roughly the same as lead elders or overseers. That's the ordinary meaning of the word in English. So the question becomes, should a word with that ordinary meaning in English be used to refer to lay people in the church, men or women, who do not have that kind of official leadership role of preaching and teaching and governing as elders and overseers? And the answer of some is, yes, we should use that word because the New Testament uses the term pastor for non-authoritative roles of of shepherding. That's the argument they they -hmm. would give. So, So my second reason for thinking it's misleading and unwise and ill-founded to use the word pastor for those who are not elders or overseers in the church is that this argument that I just mentioned doesn't work, namely that the New Testament 
uses the term pastor for non-authoritative roles of, of shepherding. So let me state the obvious. The New Testament was written in Greek and, of course, doesn't use the English word pastor at all. Now, that may seem silly to even observe that, but it's significant. It, it has a word in Greek, poimen, for shepherd. That word is used 18 times. That noun is used 18 times in the New Testament, uh, one of which is sometimes translated pastor, namely Ephesians 4.11, where Christ has appointed pastors and teachers in the church. But the ESV, for example, uh, translates this shepherds and teachers. And if we do that, then the word pastor never occurs in the entire English Bible. The other translations only have it there at Ephesians 4.11. The ESV doesn't even translate it there as pastors, but simply shepherds. That's the way it's translated throughout. The noun poimen means a shepherd, and most of its uses are literally those who tend the flocks, like in Luke 2.8. They were shepherds out in the fields tending their flocks by night at Christmas. Then, come, then comes, uh, it comes to, to mean Jesus as the good shepherd or the great shepherd, as in, in John 10.11 or in Hebrews 13, and it refers once to those who shepherd and teach God's people, namely Ephesians 4. 11. And it, and it also, of course, refers in Revelation and once in Luke to the ruler of God's people, as in Matthew uh, 2, 6. Um, here's the catch in translation. In English, we have two words, shepherd and pastor. Two words in English, shepherd and pastor. In Greek, there are not two words, shepherd and pastor. It's just poimen. There's one word, and it means shepherd. There was no other word that carries the meaning of the English word pastor. So if you really want to recover something like New Testament language, which is the claim being made that that's what we want to do, get back to the New Testament language, you, you would make a case for calling church leaders shepherds, not pastors. That's, that's the real claim if you want to get back to originality of usage in the New Testament. It's highly misleading to claim that in applying the word pastor to lay people, we are recovering New Testament usage. That's highly misleading when the word pastor does not even occur in the ESV, and only once does it occur in other versions. So my third argument now for why it is unwise and misleading and ill-founded to call lay people pastors is the observation that when the New Testament does describe its church leaders as doing the work of a shepherd with the verb poimenein built on that noun, poimen, when it does describe its church leaders as doing the work of a shepherd, they were thought of not as lay people, but as elders and overseers. I'll give you three clear instances. Number one, in Acts 20, Paul calls together the elders, verse 17 of Ephesus. And he says to them in verse 28, pay careful attention to yourselves, you elders, and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you 
overseer. So now you have two words of authoritative position, elder and overseer, to shepherd. So this is their task, to shepherd the church of God. So here he virtually identifies shepherding with the task of overseeing, and he is speaking to elders about their special responsibility in the flock. That's number one. Here's number two. In 1 Peter 5, 1 and 2, Peter says, So I exhort uh, the elders among you, shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight. So Peter uses the same two words as, as Paul does, namely elder and uh, the task of overseeing, and he calls these overseeing leaders to shepherd the flock. That's number two. Here's number three. In John 21, 16, Jesus says to the apostle Peter, shepherd my sheep. So not only is there no New Testament word that corresponds to pastor as distinct from shepherd, But the idea of shepherding in the New Testament was consistently associated with the leadership of elders and overseers. So my fourth reason now for saying it's misleading and unwise and ill-founded to use the word pastor for non-elders or non-overseers, people without official governing and teaching responsibilities in the church, men or women, is that the title Pastor Mary or Pastor Jane is over time going to communicate, especially to our young people, I think, growing up in the church and people newer to the church, it's going to communicate inevitably that the office of pastor, as almost everyone understands it in English, is properly filled by women. In other words, I think those who are arguing for the use of the word pastor uh, for women ministering or men who are not elders or overseers are undermining the teaching of the New Testament about church leadership, even as they aim to do the opposite. Appreciate it. Thanks for weighing into this controversy, Pastor John. And thank you for joining us. If you have not subscribed to Ask Pastor John, consider doing so in your favorite podcast app in YouTube or in Spotify. And for our episode archive or to submit a controversial question of your own, go to desiringgod.org forward slash Ask Pastor John. Well, up next time is a question from a wife wondering why her husband does not pray with her more. Uh, Should couples pray together regularly? Why or why not? That's up next time. I'm your host, Tony Ranke. We'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend.